0: It's officially Ugly Guy Summer. You know, it's like Hot Girl Summer, but the opposite. You know, we're out here turning heads away in disgust. We're a work of art, man, like a Picasso drawing of a potato. Ugly Guy Summer. We're getting those shirts up soon. Illustrated by the man himself, at Drawn From The Mind. Be on the lookout for them. Uh, I have to say this every time. Please be sure to give this podcast a review wherever you're listening. Apple, Spotify, MySpace, Grinder. Anyways. Welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley, boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So I'm at the age where uh, drunk dialing has officially phased out. Or at least my friends know not to do it for me. Because what the fuck is anyone doing calling me past 9 o'clock? If I see your number on my phone calling me past 9, I think it's either an emergency, like you're stuck in a ditch, or you've developed a drug problem. Drunk dialing past age 30 should be as rare as an endangered species, man. 2 o'clock in the morning? And I get a call from my friends sounding like a bunch of meth-crazed hyenas. I'm trying to figure out what they're even saying, like cracking the code of a drunken Rosetta Stone. I'm always like, what are you doing? It's like, bro, it's the middle of the night. What the fuck do you think I'm doing? I'm asleep. I'm being 38 years old. I'm dreaming of mortgage payments, you know, and hoping that weird pain in my back will be gone in the morning. You know what, man? It's my own fault. I'm the one who uprooted my entire life and moved to a different country and fell in with a bit of a younger crowd. All right? I might have the maturity level of someone younger and, uh, not in the endearing forever young sort of way, but, uh, my body is certainly aged past that point. Okay. Every time I get a haircut, I see more and more gray hairs. At first I thought I should go to a different barber, (laughs) but that's not how biology works. You know, the majority of listeners, you guys are all younger than me. All right. And I've known, um, I don't know. I hate to quote grandpa Simpson here, but let me tell you, it's going to happen to you too, but I don't actually mind getting older. I've known way too many people who didn't get to do it. Growing old is kind of a luxury, and I welcome it. We're so worried about getting old, we don't wonder if we're going to get old. I don't know, that's some Dr. Sue shit. Anyway, you can stay young while embracing your age. Just don't use a selfie stick past 30, all right? Man, speaking of immature, I got that uh, Today in History on Instagram. It showed me this post I made years ago back in Winnipeg of some local businesses whose signs that me and my friends all kind of changed around to say something hilarious, you know? And yeah, I posted it on social media, but guess what? I explicitly said, look at this sign I randomly found. It's already been vandalized. I wonder who did this. It was not me kind of thing, you know? I did that quite a few times, to be honest. And yeah, it was immature, but I was very young, about mm, 28 years old. And you might be thinking I shouldn't be doing that, but there was a bar in Winnipeg that deserved it, okay? Not trying to interfere with local businesses, all right? This isn't the, um, the Dick River Zone bar. Shout out to that guy. Haven't seen him in a while. Thank God. He still owes me 300 bucks. You can hear his side of the story on the third or fourth ever podcast um, that we did where he claims I took a shit on his stage like 15 years ago. That absolutely didn't happen. Anyways, anyway, I got my revenge on his bar by doing something much more disgusting I can't talk about on a podcast. Whatever. So this is a completely different local watering hole uh, where me and my friend Craig, we climbed up uh, or he climbed up on a fence um, of the smoking section in the back. And this bouncer. He just pulls him off, and in that process, broke his ankle, and then he beat his ass, and then he kicked in the car as we were leaving, you know? A little bit of excessive force. Kind of fucked with the business a little bit after that. Dude's name was literally Kyle the Bouncer. Now, I know this because he ended up living across the hall from me. Didn't recognize me, but I knew who he was. Him and his girlfriend, man, they were living in there, fighting like crazy, because of course. One time they were outside fighting, and I was listening in on the intercom, you know? Being a gossipy little bitch. I was completely unaware that uh, your name lights up when you push the button. So suddenly I hear him go, I know you're listening, Dave. And yeah, oh shit. So yeah, anyways, uh, we changed the sign of that bar around because, well, he fought us, you know. (laughs) They had this thing going on. It was about a fish fry and all the delicious food that they were serving. And it was a whole event that they were selling tickets for. So we changed it to say penis fest. Fart orgy at nine o'clock. Call now for dicks. And left the real phone number up, you know. It's petty, but glorious revenge. Ah, yeah. And as for Kyle, him and his girlfriend broke up. Obviously, she'd call me once in a while to uh, check check the mail for her to see if they, you know, kind of piled them up on top of the mailboxes, which I would keep and I would give it to her. And then uh, one day she's going through them and she hands me back all of Kyle's mail. Now I'm not going to say what it was, just some private information, maybe a check or something. But regardless, I gave it to Craig, the guy he beat, uh, who ended up destroying it in an act of mail fraud. I, I mean, I'm just kidding. There's no mail fraud, this is a comedy podcast. Whatever, fuck that guy, he's probably in jail. So yeah, that was a different time. Ten years ago. Uh, someone someone had to be the de- designated driver back then because cabs were like luxury limos, man, just too damn expensive. They didn't have Uber up there back then and probably still don't now. They're just now discovering the Shawshank Redemption, so I'm not counting on it. Uh, but you know you gotta give it to these cab drivers, alright? They didn't bring politics in the mist. Yeah, yes, it costs more. You gotta wait longer, but they were professionals, you know? Uber drivers are different. Most of them are just doing it on the side. They're bored out of their minds and they're craving some conversation. And that's cool, but let's keep it light. Stick to the Dodgers and the weather. But guess what, man? Just a few days ago in Orange County here, me and two other people hop into this Uber SUV and she immediately starts spewing her political and uh, social views. All right, got to buckle up twice for that, man. Um, she starts out by just out of nowhere saying, so all men are bad. It's like, all right, cool. I'm here too guys, but it's fine. It's fine. But then uh, she takes it up and uh, she starts going on about how her friend had to move States because her eight year old kid was apparently being taught in public schools that quote, all white people are bad and quote, Oh, Oh, here we go. I'm going to bet my left shoe that that is not what they were being taught. It was probably something about slavery. And that's how she's inter- interpreting that. That absolutely did not happen. Where, where a public school teaches you that an entire race of people are bad, but Hey, You know, when you're in that situation, you gotta, you gotta pull out an imaginary bingo card with some right wing talking points. And this lady, she goes on to hit them all. All right, right there. All white people are bad. That's what they're teaching in schools. Bingo. She goes on to say that, uh, her friends aren't racist because the husband is actually half Thai. Mind you, none of us in the car had even said a word at this point. She's just spilling this out on her own. Bingo square. I have a half Thai friend. I can't be racist. But here's the thing. Here's a little plot twist. She she just proudly tells us that she's gay. Now, I didn't see that coming, except for maybe the fact that we're all crammed in a Subaru SUV, but uh, she says that she's sick of Pride Month and believes that, and quote, all the new gays need to be put back in the closet. Did not see that coming. Boom. There's another bingo square. You can't make that shit up, man. And just what I thought she was done, she keeps going. She starts preaching about judging. She's like, you should be judging people based on their character, not the color of their skin. Because, you know, she supports Martin Luther King. And it's like, all right, lady, that's another bingo square, you know, a misplaced MLK quote. Nobody said anything to her at this point. I need to point, I need to say that. Even, she even points that out herself. She's like, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this. I don't know how I got on this. And the only thing I said to her the whole time was sheesh whenever she would say this shit, you know. And uh, this, this isn't even close to being over. All right. Because this is a 50 minute ride. Now, again, she justifies her non-racist stance by claiming she's one sixteenth Cherokee. Ooh, that's a, that's a bingo square on two different cards. All right. One for those who say that kind of racist garbage and another for all white women trying to be interesting and using an imaginary 23andMe result as a personality crutch. Now I know we covered that on the last episode. I remember, but, um, you know, I thought she was finally going to put a lid on it, and then she pulls out the grand finale: Adam Bomb for the far right, the Irish victimhood card. Yep, you guessed it, man. She declares that she's part Irish, and her grand, like her grandfather was part Irish, and that the Irish people were quote treated worse than slaves. All right, lady, you've got yourself a bingo blackout. Congratulations. Now that summer's here, you're probably in search of some wholesome grub to keep you going in those action-packed days. Well, fear not, because Factor, the boss of ready-to-eat meal kits in America, is here to save the day. They'll deliver tasty and nutritious meals straight to your doorstop so you can save time, eat like a champ, and stay on track to reach your goals. Feeling too lazy to cook this summer? Well, me too. Want to keep your meals on point? With Factor, you say bye-bye to grocery shopping, chopping, prepping, and the cleanup. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. Simply heat and eat. Savor the flavors and then get back outside to bask in the warmth while your belly stays happy. Craving guilt-free feasting? Well, give their scrumptious, calorie-smart meals a whirl. These dietitian approved wonders pack around or fewer than 550 calories per serving. It's like a culinary hug for your waistline. Need a power-up to fill your summer wellness goals? Try their Protein Plus Meals, loaded with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. You'll be flexing your muscles and your taste buds in no time. Are you a fancy foodie who likes to elevate the dining experience? Factors got you covered with their new upscale surf and turf and surf and surf meal options. Picture yourself indulging in mouth-watering combos like roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp or Cajun spice shrimp and salmon. Now we're talking. They've got a menu that suits all sorts of lifestyles, from keto to calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. These meals are crafted by talented chefs and approved by dietitians, so they've got everything you need to feel satisfied all day long while smashing your goals. Oh, and if you're up for some variety, you can even add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. That's for keeping things interesting. Picture this, there's 34-plus chef-prepared, dietitian approved weekly options filled with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, a truffle butter, and asparagus. And hold on, you can even enhance your meal and satisfy your snack cravings with over 45 add-ons. Think mouth-watering breakfast goodies like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets. Feeling thirsty? They've got you covered with refreshing cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. And hey, if you're craving a protein boost, you can conveniently add on things like a salmon filet or chicken wings to your factor meals. Talk about nutrient-packed parties. Looking to save some dough and cut back on takeout this month? Forget the greasy fast food and go for factor instead. Not only is it more affordable than takeout, but their meals are ready in a flash. Just two minutes, my friend. Worried about making sustainable choices? Well, with Factor, you can chill out. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions, use 100% renewable electricity at their production sites and offices, and their seafood is sustainably sourced. So, you can indulge guilt-free knowing you're doing your part for the planet. This June, kick back and let Factor take care of your taste buds. All you gotta do is choose your meals and voila! Fresh, flavor-packed dishes will arrive at your doorstep, ready to devour in just two minutes. No prep, no mess, just pure eating. Head to factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 and use code valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code valleyboys50 at factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. Guys, let me tell you about the most amazing piece of clothing I own right now. You want to know what it is? My Doers shorts. Seriously, these bad boys are next level comfy. I feel like I can conquer the world in them. And the best part, they're stylish enough to wear anywhere. Doer is simply awesome, and you absolutely have to give them a try. All right, let me spill the beans here on my love affair with Dewar. You know that one garment that you never want to take off? Well, for me, it's the Dewar shorts. Forget about regular old shorts and pants. They don't even come close. I recently wore my Doers while I was hanging out with my friends riding bicycles. And let me tell you, I feel like a superhero in them. These shorts are coming with me on all of my summer adventures because they're the real deal. Let me tell you, they're built to last. So no need to spend a fortune on multiple pairs of pants and shorts because Doer has you covered for a lifetime. Let me give you the lowdown on Doer. Their stretch performance denim and lifestyle apparel are designed for us doers. They've cracked the code on combining comfort, style, and top-notch quality for our, all of our jam-packed days but do you know what? Dewar is all about sustainability. They use materials like wood chips, plants, and even recycled plastic bottles. It's not just about looking and feeling great. It's a brand I'm proud to support. So why settle for anything less when you can rock Doer and save the planet at the same time? Get ready to experience the clothing revolution. I'm telling you, Dewar will be your new pair of pants or shorts, so grab them today. Check out Dewar's flagship stores in LA and Denver or shop online at shopdewar.com. I've arranged something special with Doer just for my listeners. 15% off site wide when you use my promo code Valley Boys. This is an awesome deal because Doer never goes on sale. So don't miss out. For 15% off, go to shopduer.com and use my promo code Valley Boys. ShopDuer.com, promo code Valley Boys. I think her name was Melissa or some shit. Not like. Melissa Etheridge, just, it's a common name for Gen Xers and Millennials. You know where that shame came into, where, where, where that shit came into, like, being disgusting is, is in, like, 2002, 2004, when people started making MSN messenger names. You know, like, Melissa Licious. Ugh, gross. A lot of Millennial women did that. Added the licious, like, the suffix to their name. That's disgusting. Here's how you know if the name you give yourself is creepy or not. Could you give it to a kid? Imagine some honey boo-boo kid, which is already beyond fucked up and kind of a creepy situation, going by Melissa Licious. You'd vomit in your pockets. It's not for kids. If it was Melissa Bear, you'd be like, okay, that's kind of cute. Maybe giving yourself a little bit too much credit, but it's not creepy. I think every girl in my graduating class was named Melissa or Jennifer. I already said that, I think. Oh, well, Licious. Licious is the type of name that this this one girl in Winnipeg, all right, she was hitting the open mics back when I was running them. You know, and she would uh, she would always say this crazy Michael Scott shit, you know, like one time she's coming into the bar and she goes, uh, hey, Dave, looking good. Just a friendly, generic greeting. And I go, oh, you too. And she walks by, clicks her tongue, gives me a little finger gun and says, and I taste even better. <laughs> that was an audible groan from all of us. Everybody that heard that just went, Ugh. But then I got laughed at because the weird, gir- weird girl said something creepy to me. So here's the thing, whether we know it or not, we've all been the creep at some point. Usually, accidentally, you know, in a funny, embarrassing way, and hopefully not in a restraining order sort of way. But anytime you put yourself out there on the line for uh, someone you have a crush on, you're actually risking being the creep. The difference, the difference between romantic and creepy is the other person's reaction to it. You know, think about it. Romantic gestures they kind of died off with the Gen Xers. All those Melissa's uh, put an end to that. You remember uh, those romantic comedies in the 90s where the guy runs through the airport to stop the girl from getting on a plane? You know, people swooned over that shit. But let's be real for a second. If I had tried that in real life, I'd probably be tackled by airport security and end up on a no-fly list. Okay, that's not romantic. It's fucking weird. You can't do that. And that's not saying you can't shoot your shot. You just got to read the room a little bit, you know? You can't just show up at their house with a boombox being, you know, like John Cusack. Do you know why? Because you're not John Cusack. You're a fucking creep. you probably end up with a restraining order. Yeah, you know, and uh, so many people have, have these stories about their grandparents. Man, their grandparents, they met in weird ways. Shit, that wouldn't fly today. Back when your grandpa started stalking your grandma for two weeks, you know, just showing up with flowers, asking her out every day until she just broke down her will, and then they're married for 50 years. But that's not dedication. That's just Stockholm Syndrome. Nowadays, you just you just hope that when you shoot your shot, they let you down easy, you know, and only share the screenshots that she inevitably takes with her friend group and not on her public social medias. All right, what else? It just says iPads on my sheet. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. So family vacations and shit, all right? Because it's Ugly Guy Summer now, family vacations. They're a lot easier now because of iPads. Back in our day on road trips, you know, we had to stare out the window and count telephone poles. That was our iPad 13 hours in. You know, 14,300 telephone poles. And then when you finally get to your aunt Wanda's house in the other end of the country, there's nothing there. There's no iPads. The only iPads millennial had was going through other people's stuff. <laughs> you no, know, like looking at every single CD and imagining what they're like. Oh, Barry Manilow, who's that? His music probably sucks. He probably does weird shit with his money too, you know. Michael Bolton, same thing. You picture him in a candlelit room, berating his butlers because his hair isn't perm tight enough. Yeah, that's how we fi- uh, that's how we pictured famous singers back then. Um, they only rode in limos and they all had butlers. Uh, I remember I found a cassette tape of Elton John, alright, wasn't really familiar with him at this point, and it's like, oh, he's got a song called The Bitch Is Back, this guy swears in his song titles, this guy's awesome, so, you know, I asked my aunt about it, and that's when I found out bitch is also a term for a female dog, okay, okay, aunt, yeah, I'm sure that's what he meant, that's, that's like when adults told, told us all that weird shit, you know, like Michael Jackson, you know, he's just grabbing his belt and not his wiener during those music videos, but hey, man! Every millennial remembers how that played out. I feel like families um, just fly now and take fewer road trips. I could be wrong, but it seems like uh, it seems like the road trip is is very retro. You know, you see it you see it more and more um, where fat people are currently trying to get the airlines to be more accommodating to their size. And that's that's like, uh, that's something I really do see both sides do. I mean, a person this is a human being. Being uh, escorted off an airplane because they're too fat to fit in a seat, that's got to be humiliating and, and just a degrading experience, you know, and um, I feel like when people laugh at that, they're doing it from uh, retrospect. I doubt anyone on that plane is getting any sick pleasure from it. But you know what? On the other hand, I don't know what the airline is supposed to do. You know, should they should they make all seats bigger to accommodate a, a small percentage of the population that can't fit in them? Should they have a designated double wide available so you can reserve, uh, if you're over a certain weight, but you know what, what if a smaller person wants that seat, you know, just for the extra butt room, how would they even enforce that? Are they going to have you stand up on the luggage scale to see if you qualify? You know, and what, if, what if the seat is already taken by another fat person? Should there be a whole fat section, a lounge? Does a snack tray roll through twice? Sorry, I don't mean to make light of a heavy situation, <laughs> Whatever. I'm fat people too, all right? I could fit in an airplane seat for now, but um, you'll see when we start doing video on the new podcast just how fat I've gotten. Uh, you can actually measure how fat you are by how uncomfortable it is to get something from underneath the bed, all right? It's one of the stages of obesity. You can also measure how old you are, yeah, but I'm way too young to be hurting this much to get under the bed to find some M&Ms that drop down there. But well, see, that's the thing. We all got our problems. In a way, we're all connected through struggle, but we're too busy dismissing everybody else's uh, because they're trying to ex- illustrate their hardship. Oh well, play the fleshy. All right, we'll just cap it there. Um, I don't have any shows coming up this summer, um, or at least through throughout July. Um, in August, uh, be sure to check my social media's accounts. Uh, social media accounts. Um, I'm at Dave Weasel on Instagram. Didn't pay for a blue checkmark at. Dave Weasel on Twitter. Don't really use it. Don't even attend it myself. Um, the podcast itself is at Valley Boys Podcast on Instagram and at Valley Boys Pod on Twitter. Again, if you DM it all you want, I don't, I don't get those messages. Um, just if you absolutely need to comment on my shit, but I'll be posting um, any dates and any new shirts coming up uh, on the on my social media accounts. All right. So from Racine, California, this week. Good night.